For the second game in a row, the Mariners held a lead down in Houston, but Jordan Alvarez and the baseball gods once again said no. This is the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, October 13th, 2022. This is Tidying Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. Colby, the Mariners fall to the Astros by a score of 4-2 to two tonight down in Houston. They once again had a lead, as I mentioned, in the cold open. But Jordan Alvarez is really good at hitting baseballs, and uh, the Babip gods uh, just swung right into the uh, Astros' direction all game long, especially with that single, the bloop single by Jeremy Pena that set up that two-run home run by Alvarez. And so it goes. I'm really not that mad i'm 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 not as mad as i was after tuesday's game i'm just sad and just kind of feel like the mariners got got today how do you feel coming out of this game yeah it's um it's it's not a good place we talked about how you you had to win one of these two games and how incredibly difficult each individual game would would be and and you had the golden opportunity on Tuesday and, and you, you choke that one away and then you come out today and you, you basically have to be perfect. Like, um, you know, and, and you weren't, uh, you know, you did do some good things today. You hit the ball pretty hard off of Framber. You got him out before the sixth, um, you know, and, and you had opportunities to even, you know, extend the lead or win this game. You had Cal Raleigh up from the left side with the bases loaded and two outs. And unfortunately he couldn't get a hit. You know, you had, seven walks in this game. Somebody draws a walk and Kelnick just misses a home run to right field, missed it by maybe an inch on, on the bat, an inch an inch higher on the barrel, and it's probably gone. Uh, you look at, you know, J.P. Crawford's line drive right at Yuli Gurriel in the ninth. You know, it's just unfortunate. And then, of course, immediately Julio, you know, ropes a double into uh, into left center field. So, uh, yeah, and, you know. And, don't and, don't you, you know, wish that he just rather, like, don't you wish that you rather had just struck out? <laughs> At that point, because it just it felt like it drove the knife in even even further. Yeah, I mean, like the Mariner talked about how this so much of this series was going to come down to who executes in the key moments, and that's the reason why the Astros have a two two nothing lead right now. When the Mariners could easily have a two nothing lead on their own. Um, you know, this team has now played twenty one times this year, I believe. Uh, the Astros have won fourteen of them, uh, and yet the run differential between these two teams is eleven. 11 runs is the difference in 21 games, and, and you can see why. The Astros are are up here. The Mariners aren't, aren't quite there yet. Uh, they're on their way, but they're not there yet. Uh, you got just about everything you could hope for from Castillo. He was great. He really only made the one bad pitch, and it was to Kyle Tucker. Um, and then the other runs come on a bloop single, and then, like you said, a, a pitch that wasn't a terrible pitch, but Jordan Alvarez is just on another level right now, and, and so sometimes yeah, that the, happens. The ball was like four to six inches outside of the zone. I mean, right. what 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 can you literally do about that if you're Luis Castillo? There's nothing. Not pitched to him, but... Um, I mean, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And then they didn't the next time through the order, <laughs> right. which, I mean, that's a little too late. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, you know, that hurts them that they walk them because, uh, uh, was it paint? Mm-hmm. No, uh... Bregman. Bregman, Bregman, Bregman drives the thing, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. And at that point, you just like, you know, game, set, match. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like you said, the Mariners, they didn't execute today. They had opportunities to, to you know, expand their lead. They had opportunities to tie it, take the lead late. Uh, and they just couldn't get it done. And, and you know, there were some bad at-bats. The, the last at-bat by Ty France stands out. That was terrible. Um, but there's also some bad luck. Kelnick, you know, lining out to the warning track. Uh, JP lining out right to, to Guriel, who's standing at first base. And it's just... Just one of those things where yeah. it just doesn't seem like anything's going to go your way. So, Cal uh, Raleigh hitting 107.2 yep. mile per hour off the bat from the right side, right, right to Jake to the, Myers, yep. like right yeah. to the center fielder. Uh, you know, that ball's three feet to the left. Uh, Dylan Moore scoring easily, and and your your leads even more. So, um, it's just one of those things. You know, nothing went well for you today. Uh, you know, Munoz struggled again. Uh, this time it was the the walk that got him uh, more so than anything else, and it just you know you're in a bad spot right now because you can't even trust the bullpen. Uh, Munoz has been bad the last three times out. And, and, you know, once again, we still haven't seen Eric Swanson been over a week uh, since we've seen that guy pitch. The Mariners have played four. Play, I'm, uh, pull, four playoff I'm pulling out the, I'm pulling out the sign again. Where, where is he? Where is he? he We're looking for this man. I'm putting out Mariners, a reward for Eric Swanson. The reward the have, of course is, is, is Colby's Mike Cameron signed card. Yeah, uh, the Mariners have played four playoff games, and they haven't used their second best reliever in any of them. You can see a problem here. Uh, now today is a little different because Castillo was really good, and he was able to give you seven innings. So, um, and you didn't need to pitch a ninth inning, unfortunately. So, yeah, that one you can kind of understand. But you haven't used Swanson. You really you've used Murphy once, I think. Like you're just not you're not the bullpen that you know carried you for most of the year. Really struggled in the last few games, and it's it's annoying, but it's also, you know, speaks to you know why pitching depth is so important and why you can never ever have enough of it. Um, you know, you're seeing a, a deeper team right now in Houston uh, and a team that's just a little more talented. But again, you know, 21 games and the run differential is 11 runs. It's not, you know, the Astros aren't the moon and the Mariners are are stuck on Earth trying to figure out how to fly. Uh, the gap is closing. You're just—it hasn't closed yet, and now you get, uh, you know, maybe only one more game left in your season, but it's going to be at home. Uh, it's going to be an emotional crowd, uh, and you know, you see what you can do. Uh, you can't—you can't win three games in one day, right? So, all you can do is—is mm-hmm. is you take your day off tomorrow. You travel. You reset. You get back home to the for, for the first time in over a week, uh, and you, you try to play off the crowd, and, and you hope you can—you can take one and and you know start to build back up the other way. Uh, but all you can do is win one game at a time, um, you know, try to win an inning at a time and try to win a pitch at a time. So, you know, it, it's going to be a long road, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's highly unlikely that they win three in a row against Houston, especially since they'll probably have to beat Verlander mm-hmm. and Framberg again. Uh, but uh, it's, it's certainly not zero. So we'll see what happens. You know, they get to come home, uh, and that's the important thing. And, hey, you know what, if you win one game, you win that game on Saturday, pressure starts to creep in on Houston a little bit because now it's two to one and oh now we have to go face that crowd again we have to go in that ballpark again and now hey look here comes Logan Gilbert on full rest and hey you win that one all of a sudden it's game five and anything can happen and people are starting to talk about oh is Houston going to choke is Houston going to choke and look at this here comes Luis Castillo on three days rest you can build a narrative to where this happens but obviously because at this point it is math you have you have to win the first one. You have to win the one on Saturday. You have Kirby going. We'll see which George Kirby we get, but uh, yeah, you just you know you got to keep grinding. I'm I'm sorry. Hold on. Are you being 
optimistic? Are you always like am. giving reason for hope? I always am. Ty, I don't know if you remember the uh, the Four Days in October documentary, um, but Kevin mm-hmm. Millar, who is the cousin of a former baseball coach of mine, so I guess we could say a friend of a friend, um, even though I haven't talked to a baseball coach in fifteen years, but whatever. Friend of the show, Kevin Millar, clearly. Sure, sure. By extension, right? Uh, there, there's a famous line where when the uh, Red Sox were down three three zero, right, to the Yankees. And he said, and he was talking to a reporter. And he says, "Hey, all I'm saying is, you don't count us out because we got Pedro going tonight, we got Schilling going tomorrow, and then we're mm-hmm. back on the wagon. And then all of a sudden, we get to a game seven, and anything can happen in a game seven. So, uh, if you want to kill us, you better beat us tonight because after that, uh, you know, it, it was yeah, we got Pedro tomorrow, Shill the next day, and then anything can happen in an elimination game. So you have to, if you're going to kill us, you better do it tonight. Uh, and the Mariners, you know." you got to kind of feel that way. At least that's the attitude you have to have coming into that game is like, look, we got Kirby today. We win today. Hey, you know what? We got Gilbert coming back after that. And then after that, we got Castillo in an elimination game where anything can happen. It only takes one win. One swing of the bat can change the world. And one swing of the bat can change the series. But yeah, the odds are not good. (laughs) They're clearly not good. Yeah, Odds odds not in your favor, but hey, 1995. You're oh, down 2-0. Man. Here we go. Just, Yay. Just, yeah, just let's, put it out. Let's make the comparison. Let's again. bring let's go. let's bring bring 1995 back. I know I knew sure. you were gonna love that one. But the the thing that, that makes this so frustrating, these two games, is that for the majority of the series, the Mariners have been the better team. Flat out. Mm-hmm. Like both of, like both of their starters have outdueled the Astros starters. I thought Castillo was better than Fromber today. And I thought that I mean, obviously Gilbert was better than Verlander on, on Tuesday. Um, you know, and the offense has you know been rolling for the most part. Obviously, didn't you know, didn't capitalize on opportunities today, but some bad luck there as well, some bad calls, you know, stuff working against them. And of course, they're not going to score. I mean, they were literally averaging seven runs a game in the postseason heading into today's game. So, you know, you're not going to do that every single day, but you know, they've had some really, really good moments. But where they're really losing it right now is like you mentioned, the bullpen. Astros bullpen has been really good so far. Mariners bullpen on the on the other end, though, has just it's fallen apart and that's really disheartening because again, like you mentioned, it's been such a strength for them. Uh, but you know, I, I do think that there is still reason, like a very small reason for hope here because, you know, really you've been beaten by Alex Bregman and Jordan Alvarez and that Astros bullpen. Like Jose Altuve still doesn't have a hit. Kyle Tucker. I think his only hit was that home run today. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of their stars are not playing particularly well right now. They're not playing a complete game, the Astros. It's just, but this shows you just how good the Astros truly are. This is why the Astros Mm -hmm. are the Astros, because even when they're playing at their 75th percentile, they could still beat you on any given day. The The Mariners have mostly played perfect baseball in this series, and it's Mm -hmm. just these few moments here and there. I don't know about perfect, but yeah, they've, they've been good. It's not because they're, they've shown up and they've, right. They they haven't laid an egg, right. It's not that they've just gone out there and booted the ball around and had just a string of bad at bats after bad at bats. They're not getting blown away by the pitching or anything like that. They're hanging right there. And that probably is what makes this even more frustrating is that you could see that it's like, they're right there and they're playing well enough to win these games, 
They're just not. Yeah. They're just missing something. They're missing that big moment, like the big key strikeout. You get the guy to two out, two outs and two strikes in the ninth inning on Tuesday. You give up a single to get to Alvarez. Yeah. Cal Raleigh yeah. comes up. It's two to one. The bases are juiced. He's on his best side. He pulls a double into the into the corner, or he hits a grand slam, or whatever. You're probably we're t- probably having a completely different conversation today, and that's the difference right there in the series. The Astros are just a little yeah. bit better than you right now. Well, if you can win on Saturday, I'm very interested to see what jerseys the Mariners wear on Sunday. Do they rock the creams? Because I mean, the creams and postseason ball would be pretty fire. And as we all know. That when you look good, you feel good. But sometimes looking good means putting on uncomfortable fitting clothes that don't breathe and limit your mobility. The dress shirt in particular was due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why. Firstly, mobility, like I said, is everything. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way. Secondly, looking good is easy with Roan's styles. It's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle-release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. And thirdly, let's talk about Roan's odor-free tech. With Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, excuse me real quick, I'm sick, by the way, and this uh, <laughs> this ad read is incredibly long. Uh, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I received a commuter shirt from Roan, and I got to tell you, it's one of the most comfortable things I've ever put on my body, straight up. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com. That's R-H-O-N-E.com slash locked on and use code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. It's time to find your corner office comfort. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners post-game show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after game two of the ALDS. So again, I you know I, I really feel like the Mariners have, for the most part, obviously not in the biggest situations in the series, but for everything outside of that, have outplayed the Astros. And a big part of that, as I mentioned earlier, is the starting pitching. Luis Castillo was really good today. He made the one mistake to... Uh, Kyle Tucker and leaving the uh, I believe it was a change up kind of just in the center of the plate and I don't really I don't really count the the Alvarez home run as a mistake because again that ball is outside of the strike zone Jordan Alvarez is just a freak of nature mm-hmm. um, the Astros only had six hard hit balls today in total and only four of those came off of Castillo the Mariners had 10 hard hit balls by the way so they were putting better quality contact uh on, on on the box score and uh just didn't really see the results for it uh but castillo goes seven innings today the three earned runs he had the seven strikeouts and he didn't walk anyone i mean this guy has been incredible and i mean even though that he did give up three uh three runs and did take the loss in this game i mean he he gave you a chance to win and he's been mm-hmm one of the most impressive players in the entire postseason in major league baseball so far. Uh, I, there was a stat from Sarah Langs at one point during the game where he had thrown 103 pitches over 97 miles per hour through the postseason. 
and that was like halfway through his start and the highest number of 97 mile or 97 plus mile per hour pitches through last postseason was Nathan Avaldi, and that was 84 and he did that in five games Castillo eclipsed that and then some through one and a half starts like Luis Castillo is pitching out of his mind it's unfortunate that this might it may very well be his last start of the year because it's I mean, it's been an honor, honestly, watching him pitch over the last uh, couple outings. He's been fantastic. What did you think about Castillo's day today? Yeah, he was he was great. You know, he didn't walk anybody. Uh, like you said, he only gave up the the four hard hit balls, uh, five hits, I believe. Um, you know, it's just it's about the home run sometimes in the postseason, and, and you know, the one to Kyle Tucker. That's it's a mistake. You know, there, there's just no question about it. He made a mistake. It was a solo shot. That's fine. You can give up a solo shot now and then. Um, and then, you know, it's just kind of the unfortunate, you have the, the blooper that is just placed absolutely perfectly between Julio and, and Frazier. Um, and then you have the pitch that's, you know, like half, half a foot outside and, and Jordan, you know, knows his ballpark, takes advantage of it, uh, shoots it into the, the Crawford boxes. And, uh, and that's pretty much the ball game, you know, at that point it's pretty much over. And then uh, unfortunately Munoz comes in and, you know, that the Mariners got seven walks. The Astros only got two, and one of them was intentional. And, and yet, you know, the the Astros capitalized on their walks. The uh, the Mariners did not. So uh, it's it's unfortunate. But Castillo was great. Uh, he's been worth every penny of that trade. Uh, it should put to rest any of the the notion that like, oh, did the Mariners overspend for Luis Castillo? No. And we told you that when they made the trade. No, this is why you go and you get a Luis Castillo. Um, because frankly, without Castillo, you probably aren't even playing in this series. So, um, he's been that good. He's been that type of impact guy. He looks like an ace, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's stepped up to the mark both times and, and it's, it's great to see, uh, you know, Castillo, he had some, some rough outings there towards the end of the, the year. He wasn't very good against Oakland. He struggled a bit against Chicago, but you look at what this guy's done against Toronto. You looked at what he did against Houston today. You look at what he's done against the Yankees, what he's done against Cleveland. Um, the guy shows up for these, these big, uh, these big outings and he pitches really well in, in just about all of them. So, uh, you know, Castillo, probably not an ace, but he's certainly pitching like one right now. And, and it's, it's good to see because the Mariners have this guy locked up for the next five years. And, I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, this won't be the last time Luis Castillo pitches in a postseason game. Mm, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty pretty good call. Uh, yeah, Blue Jays, Astros, Guardians, whatever. Oakland Athletics, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, uh, weird stretch of teams that uh, <laughs> Luis Castillo either pitches very well against or uh, not at all. Uh, I do want to talk about the top of the lineup because I think this is really the the story uh, for the Mariners today and just how they ended up losing this game. Top of the lineup hardly did anything for them. Uh, of course, Julio had the uh, the double in the ninth inning, which was more or less garbage time at that point. And uh, that was the only hit for the uh, top three hitters in the Mariners lineup today. Uh, if you want to go top five uh, hitters in the Mariners lineup, they only combined for three hits. Uh, Julio went one for five. Ty France went one or went zero for four. A, a Eugenio Suarez went zero for three. Uh, Mitch Haniger went one th- uh, one for three. Carlos Santana went one for three. That's pretty much the the game right there. You know, Haniger and Santana were able to come through with some impactful hits, but 
that stack of Julio, France, and Suarez just did really nothing for you today. And uh, especially even when, you know, Fromber was was struggling. Because uh, after the third inning, Fromber was hittable. He had no mm-hmm. feel whatsoever for the curveball. Uh, it seemed like he was kind of laboring and something was, I, I wonder if there was something physically or mechanically going on with him. Cause he mm. was taking a lot of time. He was walking around the mound at right. times. He was kind of well, sweating all of a sudden. Like remember Dusty Baker's comments about there being kind of a, a flu bug working its way around the ballpark. So yeah, the, the clubhouse. So that could have been out too. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's also worth mentioning the Mariners did put up some good at bats against, against Ramber that just didn't get rewarded. Yeah. So um, you know, sometimes you, you do everything right and you still make an out and that's baseball and it sucks. But you know, the Mariners, like the Mariners put Framber on the ropes a few times. They just couldn't get that one big hit. Um, you know, Dylan Moore got it, but I think we all knew two runs wasn't going to be enough to, uh, to win this game. And, and yeah. they had a couple more opportunities after to get that big hit that we've been searching for and that they have gotten the last two games and they just didn't get it today. So it's unfortunate, you know, you, you finally have your pitching, right. You know, step up and, and be as good as you can possibly hope it to be. And, and the, the offense didn't, didn't pick up the slack today. So they did a good job at creating traffic. They just, they just couldn't get that big double, right. They, they couldn't get that double down the line with the bases loaded. They couldn't get, you know, Kelnick's home run or line out to, to right, to right field just kind of runs out of gas about three quarters of the way out there. And it just, you know, Julio doubles in the ninth, but unfortunately it, it was preceded by, you know, JP Crawford hitting a line drive right at the first baseman and Adam Frazier getting doubled off. It just, it's one of those things, you know, that, that ball gets into, into right field past, uh, past Yuli and Julio hits that double. They might still be playing right now. So it just, yeah. it, it's one of those frustrating days where you play well, uh, you played well enough to win and it's just a few things here and there. Uh, that don't go your way, and and uh, that's the difference. And and when you play great teams like the Astros, you need those things to go your way. If there's a talent deficiency, and today they didn't, and you know, again Tuesday mm-hmm. they kind of did, and and you just couldn't take advantage of it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's two zero. It's going to be tough uh, to come back on it, but uh, you know, you said like you said at the top, the Mariners are playing some pretty good baseball right now, uh, yeah. at least defensively. That's and, what's and, so painful um, about it. Right, like they, they, it's not not like you're not watching these games just going like, oh, the Astros are just like so much better, right? It's not like watching the Mariners versus the Tigers, like where you're just like, okay, Seattle is just significantly better. No, these are two yeah. good baseball teams, or I would say this is probably a good baseball team and a great baseball team, mm. and we're seeing the difference between the two. Yeah, it's a good way to put it because again, you know, Astros are playing pretty much at like their 75th percentile right now, and mm-hmm. you're down 2-0 somehow like Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bregman and that bullpen are single-handedly beating your ass at the moment. And that sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Cause like the Mariners are, are, you know, outside of the bullpen right now, it's, it's been a complete team effort. You're getting contributions from all, you know, from everywhere uh, across the, uh, the roster. And it's just, it's still not enough. Uh, the turning point in this game really though, was the, um, the Cal Raleigh at bat. Uh, with the bases loaded with two outs there in the uh, top of the six. They, uh, Dusty Baker goes to Hector Neris, which was weird because that flipped Raleigh to his better side on the left side. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. This is maybe, this is uh, Dusty Baker's Scott service moment, right? You know, ignoring mm-hmm. the scouting report, you know, but uh, 
Cal just really, you know, he just pushed all his chips in on, on the fastball and didn't see a single <laughs> fastball. He saw four splitters and swung at three of them, I believe. And he was just out in front on all of them. And it was it was rough. It was really bad at that. Um, and then the next inning, you know, you get two on with with a couple outs. And, you know, that's tough when you're already down a couple outs. And then you finally get runners on base. It's tough to convert in those situations. But, you know, you have to. You have to take advantage of those opportunities. And, unfortunately, the Mariners did not. Uh, so just to uh, tell you guys what's up uh, for the next couple of days, uh, we're not recording tomorrow uh, because, you know, no game. And also Colby is heading to Seattle for game three on Saturday. Uh, so no show tomorrow. Uh, and we'll see what the plan is for Saturday because, again, Colby is going to be at the game. Uh, and if there is a game on Sunday, we'll we'll figure all that out. And we'll let you guys know on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners for updates on that. We'll also post something on the uh whatever those posts are called on YouTube. I think there's an actual name for them, but I always put a post up on YouTube as well. Um, so before we hop off here, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Cause I, I tweeted out uh, earlier. Well, right before the game was about to end that, you know, down to, Oh, I'm really interested to see. And because you're going to the game, I, I want to hear your perspective on this down to, Oh, you know, of course you got, first playoff game in Seattle in 21 years, which is really, really exciting. But I can't help but feel like a lot of folks are going to head into that building think, thinking that they're attending a funeral for the 2022 Seattle Mariners. How do you feel, though, uh, about, uh, you know, what are your feelings going into that game? My feelings are that the Seattle Mariners are a dangerous baseball team and with the right atmosphere. Uh, they can turn a funeral into a party. And you know what? You haven't hosted this party in particular in 21 years. You might as well do it right. Right? Like This might be the only one yeah. you get to throw. So you might as well do it right. So what's the point of going there? You're just going to mope and, and complain. And, uh, well, we broke the drought at least. Like You've given up more than I have. So let's turn it up a little bit on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. It's unfortunately not a night game. This heel turn is incredible on this episode. By the way, I still don't get it, but it should. should, It's the first game and playoff game in Seattle in 21 years. It should be the primetime game, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's prove Major League Baseball wrong because I think this could be a party atmosphere. And and honestly, at this point, you got nothing to lose, right? You lose. You really don't. Oh well, we'll send the team off. We'll give them a round of applause. You know what? We'll we'll make plans to be back the next year and, and hopefully, you know, show ownership what this team is worth investing in and what this fan base is worth investing in. Uh, and if you win, you can just start to hear that pressure kind of sneak up on the Astros. And all of a sudden they got to come back the next night in the same building, 46,000 more people screaming. They got to face Walter Logan Gilbert. Mm. You can start to feel the pressure and then they got to fly back to Houston that next night. And play with all the pressure in the world on them. If the Mariners lose, oh well, yeah, you know they made it interesting at least. If the Astros lose, they choked. They lost to an inferior team. They've handed the the baton off to the next AL West winners. So I think you can make a difference on Saturday. Go in, nothing to lose. Attitude. Let's party. Let's have some fun. Let's watch a good baseball team. And if they win, great. If they don't win, stick around for a little bit. Let's give the team the send off they deserve. And uh, let, let's gently remind ownership, or maybe not so gently, that this team is worth investing in, the fan base is worth investing in, this front office is worth investing in, 
and let's uh, let's close out 2022 with with style if it is you know going in on Saturday. But hey, you know what? You're going to show up. You're going to have to get 27 outs anyways. Might as well win. Might as well. No reason not to. So go ahead and get a win, and let's Sound, see how the uh, sounds good to let's me. see how the narrative changes if you get a win on Saturday night. Because I guarantee you, it'll. So folks, so folks, I think what Colby is saying is vibes up, forks down. <laughs> I'm most certainly not M's saying and five. that. I'm M's most certainly not saying that. That's exactly. Can, can I tell Colby you what? Colby is though, guaranteeing honestly, M's and five. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. But can I tell you honestly what I was thinking at the end of that okay. game? I was sitting there and I was going, I think they're going back to Houston. I don't know. Gut feel. I think they're going back to Houston. So we'll see. I've been wrong a lot. uh, So I'm probably going to be wrong again, but I don't know. I don't know. Gut feel. I was just, well, you've been right so far about this, about the series, unfortunately. (laughs) So, Hey, you know what? I mean, I don't know. I was just just (laughs) watching there. I was just sitting there. I was watching Gilbert, you know, uh, leaning over the, the rail, the dugout. I think he was he was next to Cal, I think it was, and they were just kind of watching the Astros do their thing. And I was sitting there going, I don't think this is the last game they're playing at Minute Maid Park this year. I don't know if they're going to win that game, mm. but I don't think that's the last one. I, th- I think the Mariners have a little, they got a little magic left, and they're at least you know taking that thing back to Houston. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I just I I'm building the narrative in my head that like, boy, you win Saturday night. You can kind of flip this narrative because all of a sudden it's Logan Gilbert on yeah. sun uh, on Sunday, and then it's again an elimination game. Anything can happen in an elimination game, and you're starting Luis Castillo, and they're probably starting Justin Verlander at that point. And it's I don't know, I don't know. win Saturday. All Things right. can get really interesting. Obviously, you have to win Saturday, but you know what I mean. Like if they do it, like if they don't kill the Mariners on Saturday night, that uh, it could be a. a uh, a bad decision by the Houston Astros, a turn of fortune. So we'll see, but uh, I intend to party and have fun at the ballpark. Uh, knowing that it very well might be the last time I, I'm there until April. So uh, I'm going to have some fun mm-hmm. and I'm going to, at the very least, uh, send this team off with, uh, with the, with a thank you. That's uh, worthy of the effort that they put in. And uh, mm-hmm. I kind of think I'm going to see a win anyway. So we'll see what happens. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, on, you know, one hand, Jordan Alvarez, but on the other, chaos ball. Right? Right? Yes, sir. Let's, hey, let's sail. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Again, don't know when we'll be back. We'll let you guys know, though. Keep an eye on our socials, all that good stuff. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C A N E G N Z L Z, and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and uh we'll see you when we see you peace